Hello and welcome to Kane and Rin's Sound of Play 294. Wednesday and Sound of Play, we bring you some of our and your favorite pieces from the many video game soundtracks we've enjoyed over the decades. I'm Ryan Heyman, and today we're going to be listening to some video game music as we do every week. The first piece you heard on the way in was a piece from this year. Actually, this was Invitation to Dance by Niels by Nielsen. <laughs> Sorry, that's <laughs> didn't realize how odd that was going to sound when uh, before I said it. Um, Niels by Nielsen is his name by Niels by Nielsen is a, uh, funny little repetition of words. I like that. <laughs> uh, anyways, invitation to dance that was from Hitman three and it plays at a party of sorts that, uh, agent 47 finds himself at in a, uh, fairly memorable moment in the game, but, uh, just a really cool, really, really well recorded piece of music and um, if you have that kind of mental image to go along with it it makes it all the stronger we're going to listen to another piece of music a request from the canon rinse forum if you'd like to request a piece of music to play on a future sound of play you can do so by going to canonrinse.com forum richard from the forum says i just wrapped up a playthrough of horus one of the most remarkable narrative platformers i've ever experienced Made by a team of just two people, the game's core mechanics are somewhere between Super Meat Boy and Teslagrad. 
but it quickly blossoms into an expansive Metroidvania with a mixture of arcade minigames and one-off creative diversions thrown in. The whole package is tied together with context for all of the usual bizarre platforming tropes. A truly unpredictable, genuinely funny, and deeply emotional existential story, constant pop culture references, and a full text-to-speech narration by the titular robot. On paper, it might sound exhausting, but this is, at its heart, a love letter to video games and video gamers, and one that will no doubt one day earn its own well-deserved status as a cult classic. The soundtrack mostly contains chiptuned renditions of classical music with a handful of originals thrown in. This track, taken from Verdi's Requiem, wouldn't seem out of place in a Mega Man boss fight. I too have been playing a bit of uh, Horus on um, Darren Gargett's recommendation, actually. He spoke so highly of it um, that I uh, decided to give it a look myself. I had gotten it for free on the Epic Game Store, and so, you know, obviously no price barrier to entry. Um, I've played through the first six chapters, I believe, and um, I feel like I've spent a decent amount of time with the game already. Um, I, I do find the mechanics really enjoyable and um, it's just one of those games that just feels good to play. And um, I like collectathon platformers as well. It's kind of uh, kind of one of my things. The story is uh, kind of cycles between humor and going very dark pretty frequently in a balance that I'm still kind of getting used to, even six chapters in. But at this point, I'm uh, I'm getting to the point where I feel like I'm kind of ready for the game to start wrapping up. <laughs> but uh, I looked up how many chapters there are, and it's something like 22. How long to beat has it at like 17 hours or something like that? And I think that's just like a bit longer than I want to spend with this game. Um, I'm enjoying it. I would recommend giving it a look, but uh, it might be one of those that's a little bit uh, too much of a good thing. Uh, like we said about last year's uh, Spirit Fairer was one of the um, kind of frequent criticisms of, uh, of that title. You know, people said that a uh, really lovely game, uh, really appealing art style, great music, uh, good gameplay, but um, goes on a bit longer than I think most people wanted from that particular title. Um, can't argue with value for money, but at the same time, it's hard to balance having a really well-paced story and an experience that doesn't overstay its welcome with making sure that you are kind of granting um, appropriate value for the people who have, you know, paid for it. Anyways, it's a bit of a tricky one, but uh, I, I would say if you haven't checked out Horus yet, it's um, it's a lovely little title. It's uh, it's quite funny, very frequently. <laughs> it makes, it does make me laugh. Um, feels uh, like a nice little kind of throwback to it's like if Mega Drive and Genesis era Sega kept producing games in that style into the period of time at which like Flash games were popular. So if classic era Sega produced games for Newgrounds.com, that's what Horace would feel like. Anyways, here's a piece of music. This is Requiem Verdi 8-Bit by Paul Hellman with the original composed by Giuseppe Verdi.
another 2D side-on game that I completed recently, um, which I'd started a long, long time ago and just never got around to finishing, but um, decided to give it another look because I knew I would love it. You know, it's it's one of those that like I've never heard a negative word about. <laughs> uh, knew I would love it, just needed to, you know, spend the time to really get in there and experience it. And I'm so glad that I did. Um, this is Steam World Heist. Uh, it's one of those where as soon as I rolled the credits, I went and bought the DLC, and then I 100%ed all of the stages that I hadn't gotten three stars on throughout the entire game. So I do have that 100% now, and um, really uh, just an absolute treasure of a game. Um, hard to imagine any ways really that it can be improved. You know, I don't say that often about mini games, but, um, you know, there are just like a small handful of games, you know, like Portal and Super Mario Galaxy 2 and Tetris, maybe that like, I just, you know, I rack my brain and I just can't think of any ways that I would make them better by um, omission of certain elements or inclusion of others. It just feels like a really, uh, like an almost perfect package. And one of my favorite things about SteamWorld Heist is that it has an, a, well, I don't want to say original soundtrack, actually. That's a bit of a misnomer. It's a soundtrack written and composed uh, and performed, obviously, by um, Steam Powered Giraffe. And I believe that some or most of the songs are songs from their catalog. So kind of like the Disco Elysium soundtrack was, um, you know, British Sea Power uh, songs that were re-recorded for the game, um, oftentimes kind of recomposed for the context that you'd find them in the game. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that the tracks on the SteamWorld Heist soundtrack are new recordings, but I don't think that they're new songs. I think that they, um, I think that they're pre-existing, but there are a few that feel. <laughs> that feel specific enough to make me think that they're new. And one of those, actually, I should say there are three of these tracks in the game. Uh, maybe four with the DLC? I don't remember. I'm going to say three or four, because um, there are three or four boss fights in the game. And then after you defeat the boss, um, you know, as you're hoovering up collectibles in the stage and getting your troops in place to exit the mission, um, a uh, an original song comes on with lyrics and sings about the boss that you had just defeated. <laughs> it's uh, it's really um it's really cool. It's really exciting. <laughs> uh it's almost like um you know, almost like a a bard like singing about your exploits, <laughs> singing about your hard-won victory. And uh this particular track of the three or four boss fight tracks. You see, I don't I don't want to call them boss fight tracks. They're boss victory tracks because they don't take place during the fight that take place after the boss is defeated which is a weird time to chime in with music but um i guess think of it like the little victory fanfare from a final fantasy game da, 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 da. um but instead it's like a full steam powered giraffe song <laughs> uh but this one's great it's um it's called the red queen and i mean i, I guess that's not that's not a spoiler, is it? Like the queen of some kingdom, I guess, or queendom. Do we change the word? If there's no king, is England still a kingdom or is it a queendom? Because 
I don't know if I'd never really looked into that. Anyways, uh, you defeat a queen as one of the bosses. It's a uh, pretty chaotic fight because she ends up summoning summoning in uh, a handful of mini bosses as well that you have to be prepared to manage. But um, once you defeat her, you get this really triumphant track that's a uh, overthrow the monarchy, no more queen type of track. It's uh, it's really exciting. It's a good kind of fist pumping revolutionary song <laughs> in the kind of lighthearted steam powered giraffe um, mold. But uh, couldn't ask for a better catharsis to a uh, somewhat stressful fight, I would say. Anyways, this is The Red Queen by Steam Powered Giraffe from Steam World Heist. Steam World Heist, that was a piece from, uh, well, by Steam Powered Giraffe. If you have not yet heard it, it has a tremendous soundtrack. My personal favorite song, which is like, ever since hearing it, it's become one of my favorite songs just all up, you know, like of all time. Like, it's just a really, uh, really stirring piece of music. It's called... um, it's called Honeybee. We've played it on Sound Play in the past. I don't have the episode number in front of me, but if you've not heard uh, Honeybee by Steam Powered Giraffe, um, go look that up. It's a fantastic piece of music. And uh, the version that they recorded for Steam World Heist in particular is my favorite recording of it. So um, yeah, give it a look. We have a request from the forum. This comes from Retro Clarence, who says, I love Sid ship music, and I suspect I'm not the only one of a certain vintage who does. When I hear a piece of well-composed Sid ship music, there's a warm and fuzzy nostalgia which washes over me. 
The ironic thing about this selection is that it's not from a retro game. It's a game that released in 2017 called Sam's Journey by Knights and Bites. If the gameplay pays homage to Nintendo's glorious 2D past, the music plays homage to Hubbard, Galway, Daglish, and company. I could have picked any track from the OST. They are all bangers, but I've chosen this one. It's my favorite. I can't even see that it has a name. This is Sam's Journey Subtune 5 by Alexander Ney, um, also known as Taxim. I picked this piece of music because I think that uh, the episodes that I host uh, of Sound of Play tend to skew a little bit more uh, modern-focused, I think, than Leon's, which uh, tend to be a little bit more retro-focused. <laughs> it's just the it's just the two of us, maybe. It's because I'm the youngster and he's the oldster. Is that the appropriate... Anyways, <laughs> and so I thought, hey, here's a piece of Sid Chip music. This would um, this would help kind of balance out the more modern pieces of music that I want to bring to the show. Uh, little did I know this is a 2017 piece of music. So, oh well, can't um, can't fault me for trying though. This is Sam's Journey Subtune Five from Sam's Journey. Another piece of music from a game that I have uh, just beaten. This comes from Sackboy, A Big Adventure, the Super Mario 3D World-like isometric 3D platformer um, starring the Little Big Planet protagonist. So yeah, in that way, it's um, it's kind of kind of tearaway-like, but not like big open worlds. It's a little bit more kind of like linear guided pathways like you would get in a Super Mario 3D World or a Crash Bandicoot game. 
I thought the game was a bit so-so. <laughs> I'd heard a lot of positive things about it, and I don't mean to be the Debbie Downer. But, um, you know, especially since 3D platformers are like bar none my favorite genre of game. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, unlike what I come to the um, to the genre for, I didn't really find movement of the character to be that expressive and enjoyable. It felt still a little bit like just a little bit clunky and unpredictable in the like regular physics-y little big planet kind of way which I never really minded in the 2D games because I felt that the games were kind of built with a somewhat forgiving nature in mind. Uh, but this one still had that kind of like partial clumsiness and it was built like a kind of balls hard 3D platformer. <laughs> it didn't have that kind of forgiveness built in. So I uh, I found it a bit tricky from time to time and um, the ways in which it was difficult, I didn't find that enjoyable but i think every aspect of the game there were things that i liked about it and things that i didn't you know you know the the controls felt a little imprecise at times for how kind of exacting and demanding uh, some of the challenges were but at the same time there were a lot of really kind of fun like i like that you can keep tapping on the circle button and then roll in a ball to kind of pick up some speed that's a really good kind of risk reward you give up some of the control to gain speed which is really exhilarating some of those kind of like time attack courses. Um, the visuals are maybe the best implementation yet of that kind of like arts and crafts, you know, um, artsy material world type of aesthetic, but it was a little bit, a little bit busy to read on the go at times. And, um, and sometimes the visual communication wasn't quite up to the speed that they wanted you to take the courses at. Uh, so, you know, just like this and that, like, Every good thing kind of had like a, you know, two steps forward, one step backward kind of thing, um, except for the music, which I really loved, um, you know, just like the rest of the Little Big Planet soundtracks. Obviously, this one is not a media molecule game, and so it didn't have, uh, wasn't curated as far as I can tell by uh, Kenneth Young or the rest of the sound team of Media Molecule. This was a Sumo Digital joint. Um, but I, I feel like they still carried forward a lot of that same energy from the previous Little Big Planet games uh, musically. Uh, the soundtrack is tremendous. It's it's really really good. And probably my favorite piece of music from the soundtrack is the theme of the villain Vex. In particular, this recording of it, which comes from the game's like soundtrack release, um, it does that thing where. You know, it has a central theme that it doesn't play until like three quarters of the way through the song. And I think that's not how it appears in game. I think there are so many kind of variations on the tune and, you know, dropping instruments out and, you know, playing other little uh, leitmotifs around without playing kind of the main tune, you know, just because like it, there are opportunities throughout the game for it to kind of like play in the background without it being you know the big bombastic full theme uh, so i don't think you would ever hear like every variation back to back like you do in this recording but i i really like this recording because it's one of those where it feels like it knows the best part of the song and it like excitedly 
sits on its hands and can't wait to show you that part of the song, but it does everything that it can to to hype up its arrival. You know, it's a real no further ado <laughs> type of track. By the time that the the theme really kicks in, there's been almost a comical amount of build up to it. <laughs> And it makes that drop like super satisfying and really exciting when it comes around. Um, I hope you get in as into it as I have. It's um, a really good piece of music that um, comes off a bit cheeky in the soundtrack. Uh, I like it a lot. This is Vex Theme by Nick Foster.
Next, Ashman86 from the forum says, I've listened to the soundtrack to Haven a ton since the game launched, despite having only just barely started the game. The soundtrack's gold from start to finish, and my current obsession is the track Nothing But Rust. Listen all the way through to the last minute or so of the track, and I think you'll see why. This is Nothing But Rust by Danger from Haven, the follow-up to uh, the game Fury. I should say, (laughs) follow-up, the next release by the people who created the game Fury, which also had a tremendous soundtrack. Um, It is not, as far as I can tell, like an in-fiction follow-up to Fury. That would be... uh, Well, I think if you've played either, you would be surprised to see the other in the same series. Um, I don't don't want to don't want to assert without having um, played the game myself. It's one of those I have downloaded through Game Pass, but just have not yet gotten around to. But I fully intend to. Uh, Looks really lovely. This is nothing but rust by Danger.
I don't know if we played anything by this particular cover band before, but this is uh, this is a piece of music by the Super Guitar Bros. Brothers, sorry. Leon always hates when I say bros, but um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I know it, it's short for brothers, but also like bro is a word and people say bro. <laughs> Uh, why is like a pluralization suddenly not okay? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to have an argument without him here to express his side of the argument as well. <laughs> I don't want to uh, to unintentionally or intentionally to uh, straw um, straw man Leon here. So I'll leave that to another time. The Super Guitar Brothers are a duo, I believe, of um, acoustic guitar players who put out some wonderful covers of video game music. This is a cover that they've done of themes from Ninja Gaiden 1 and 2. I don't really have anything more to say about it other than check them out. Their stuff is uniformly brilliant.
our next track is from Paper Mario the Origami King, another game that I have recently beaten. But this is a request from the forum. Oh man, I unfortunately did not capture whose request this was. I apologize. I think this one either came from Ashman or Richard. I think this is a repeat from somebody we've heard from earlier in the show. Uh, apologies if not. Anyways, the mystery contributor says, One review of Paper Mario the Origami King I read describes it as a video game equivalent of a distracting beach read. While it isn't the series revelation Odyssey is, and probably won't win over fans who want more hardcore RPG mechanics, I found it to be a light, fun, and remarkably funny adventure with lovely settings, interesting mechanics, and amazing music. This track, the opening theme, says it all about what to expect from Origami King. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. It's a uh, kind of light and breezy game. Um, I uh, found it a bit boring at parts, but when it started to get boring in the gameplay department, it would always give you something nice to look at or a funny character interaction. So, you know, enough to kind of string you along. Um, I got to go back to the older Paper Mario games. I've played maybe a quarter of the first one on the N64, but I hear that the Thousand Year Door is where it really gets real. <laughs> so um, I should play that one because I, I like the Paper Mario aesthetic. I like the writing a lot. The gameplay has kind of let me down from the games that I've played, but I've heard nothing but good things about the gameplay from that particular game. So maybe that'll be the right balance for me. Anyways, this is title theme by one or many of Yoshito Segikawa, Sho Murakami, Yoshiaki Kimura, Hiroki Morishita, and or Fumihito Isabe from Paper Mario The Origami King.
last track of the day comes from Genshin Impact from last year. They uh, just keep on releasing new music with um, some of the expanded content. And Yu Peng Chen can write some incredible, <laughs> incredible, incredible music. Um, a newcomer to the video game music scene, I believe. And, um, you know, certainly deserving of every award that uh, the game soundtrack has been awarded. It's an incredible soundtrack from beginning to end. And uh, from what I can tell, there doesn't appear to be an end to the soundtrack just yet because they keep on releasing more of it, which is great. This is actually two tracks from the game that are kind of shorter by themselves, but I think kind of play nicely together. So I'm just going to play them both back to back. This is Overture der Eweigen Nacht and Liue by Yupeng Chen from Genshin Impact. I hope you enjoyed these pieces of music as much as I do. Again, listen to the rest of the soundtrack. It is masterful from beginning to end. A uh, kind of uh, surprise, uh, surprise hit from the end of last year. It was Genshin Impact and Assassin's Creed. What was the one that came out last year? Valhalla. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which were my two like surprise standout soundtracks from last year. Tremendous pieces of music and uh, musical works, both of them. Anyways, Genjin Impact, we'll see you again next week. <laughs> <laughs>